Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lenny, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of boycotting the cinema. <laughs> okay. Earlier first, folks. <laughs> so now he's boycotting cinemas. Why? So in this session... I was like, to the left is a quite small cinema, and then diagonally across from me, further down, was a group of four old people. Mm-hmm. As the movie started, there was lots of commotion. There was loud talking because there was music that you couldn't really hear. They were mm-hmm. passing messages from so and so to so and so. One of them got up and went outside to check something, came back, then ferried the message like whispers down the chain. Mm. I-, I was like, what, excuse me, what is going on? The movie has started. We're all trying to watch. You're literally talking in very loud voices what's happening. And then they all get up and start going out. One of the guys drops his water bottle. I, like, moved my drink so he didn't knock it over. And the woman behind him goes, what picture are you seeing? And I was like, in the Heights, the one that's literally, like, playing right now. She didn't say that last bit, but, like, the one I'm sitting <laughs> to watch. And she goes, oh, we're supposed to be in the other one. Mm. I was like, okay. Mm. Firstly, don't have a conversation with me. Mm. Secondly, if you're in the wrong cinema, get out, leave, cause minimal interruption to everyone mm. else. Thirdly, the other one, as if the cinema only plays two movies ever and you're in the wrong one. <laughs> oh. well, I had a very different experience in my cinema because I saw this at a preview screening. Ah. And we were all there. We were all excited to see the film. Everyone was nice. And I think they, I think it was this one, they um, threatened to take our phones off us if we were caught filming it. Like security were there. Like it's always fun. And I saw it with uh, my sister-in-law, you know. So I had a great time. What a nice time for you. Yeah, it was beautiful. She was enjoying it. She had a night off from the kids, so she was loving it. (laughs) Night and day there with their different experiences. Hello there, welcome to another episode of I Only Like Movies and You. Mm, is that what it's called? Mm, don't so. <laughs> My name's Lonnie, I'm here with Sine. Hello. How are you doing, Sine? I'm good, thanks. You've recovered from your cinema experience? Uh, yeah, kind of. But it just begs okay. the question, like, mm. no one talks to me when I'm at home. It's true. You're no in charge. One, no one says we're in the other one. <laughs> So the film we've both seen is called In the Heights. And apparently we're one of the few people in the world today because it hasn't done very well box office-wise. Oh, I saw that. Which is surprising to me because I thought people liked Hamilton, people like musicals, but Mm. not now. Yeah. Also, by the way, every time you say the name of the film, you've got to say it. In the Heights. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good, isn't it? It's a shame people aren't seeing it because I thought it was really good. What do you think? I liked it mm. and that's it thanks for listening see you next week okay. um i i think i was too too hyped and 
got a bit mm. let down. I've got quite a lot of issues with this film. Too much hype. <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem. Mm. And it's not to say, like, if this film was really culturally significant for you, that's great. Totally agree with that. Just don't think some things worked. Okay. Mm. Right. Okay, we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of background if you don't know, you probably, but you probably do. This was a musical originally about around 2007, 2008, came out on Broadway, did really well. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, one of his first things, and it won a bunch of Tonys, and I think it was pretty much from the moment it became successful on Broadway, they were going to make a film version, but it took a while, and then it took even longer for it to actually be released, even though it was filmed, I think, in 2019. He wrote this before Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. I used to write story. one, like, magnum opus and have it yeah. launch you on your career forever. <laughs> Never happens yeah. like that. <laughs> I think he... um. There's always something like he wrote this and went on holidays afterwards and then on the in the airport or just before he went, he picked up a biography of Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, mm. and then was reading on holidays. He's like, oh, this could be a good musical, the next one. And then mm-hmm. it's the musical of the 21st century pretty much. In the Heights, though, it's something I'd, I'd heard of but never seen or knew much about before going into it. Um did, did you know much about it before you went to it, Sine? I just knew it was about sort of focusing on Latin American culture mm-hmm. in New York, essentially. Yeah. And as I left the film, I was like, yeah, I, I feel part of this community. I want to <laughs> go sing and dance about Me, New a York. white man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think in that sense it did a good job because yeah. I really did feel... Yeah, you know, is it, is it too much for me to say it feels important or... Or it feels culturally significant. Significant, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm not saying put aside all the, the cultural elements, but if you could for one moment and just see it as a film and a musical, it's a really good musical. Hmm. A bit long, maybe, for me, um, as Very a similar experience. Everybody. <laughs> it's like over two and a half hours. Yeah. And that's tough because if in the musical you would have had an intermission. Yeah. So exactly. here's my thing. Bring back mm. intermissions in films. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love a little bathroom break, a little restock on snacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally if I'm watching a film at home that's a bit longer, I'll pause around halfway through and do a stock, a snack replenishment, you know? Yeah, just quickly, a mm. recount a story from uh, Mr. Sunday Movies from um, the Weekly Planet podcast. Apparently, in other parts of the world, I think it's Italy they were talking about, they'd listen to write in, they just have um, intermissions for every film. I know. Yeah. Can we and just do that? Well, they talked about people and their experience with intermissions, and someone wrote in and said that, I believe it was for Endgame. Mm. I might know, so it might have been for Infinity War, Marvel movie. The like the studio doesn't necessarily pick where the intermission goes; it's more like the, the ah, same as the ad theater. break, kind of, yeah. On TV. And so when this one person went to see um, Infinity War, mm. and you know, there's a bit in Infinity War where Gamora uh, thinks she's killed Thanos, but it turns out he's just been pretending the whole time. Oh, yeah. They, they did it just before that, and everyone <laughs> went outside and like, oh, well, he's dead. Well, why are we watching anymore? Yeah. <laughs> and then, but someone else, I think it was, oh, I might be telling this wrong, but I think they did the um, intermission just after he killed Gil's Gamora, and that's like a really big and powerful moment, and you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? Let's have a break. Let's, let's go talk about it and whatever. Um but yes, yeah, so, so I wonder if there's a concern people wouldn't come back in an intermission. 
I mean, maybe, but if that's your culture and you, that's what that's how you watch every movie, has Indonesia, yeah, no, I, just I guess. Yeah, no, I if they brought it in now, would people oh, sure. like not yeah. get it? Maybe. Mm. But, yeah, it was a bit long, and I, don't, I think, you know, maybe not every song is, like, amazing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but most songs are really good, and you don't see many big or bigger budget singing and dancing films where everyone's yeah. giving their A game Not and you're just sitting time. there. Yeah, you're sitting there with a big smile on your face because you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty much my experience of it. Like La La Land was a musical, but it was essentially with two characters. This is like an entire city mm-hmm. essentially. And it really felt very much like those old school musicals. Like, yeah, like was something with like Gene Kelly and he's a Navy person. In the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uptown, I'll look it up now. Gene Kelly, come here. <laughs> come here, Gene Kelly. <laughs> Good name for a dog. Great name for a dog, actually. Down, in the down, downtown. Dance. On the town. On the town. On the town. There you go. New York, New York. New York, New York. Even yeah. American in Paris has some of those elements. Yeah, in singing in the rain. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like a, a revisit of that, but a really fresh revisit of that style. Yeah, so... If someone doesn't know what the plot is about today, could you give them a quick oh God. rundown? There's like four main characters. A lot going on. Two yeah. guys, two <laughs> girls, lots of love triangle sort of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Essentially the film centres around the, the premise that everyone has a little dream that they mm. want to achieve and sometimes in life that doesn't happen and you don't get to actualise that and sometimes mm. you do and these people are still in the sort of prime of their life where they want to realise their little dream. One of them mm. wants to open a bar in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. One of them wants to not go to school anymore, question mark. One of them loves this girl that he's loved forever. I don't know. There's lots going on. Yeah, so that, that's that's true. And kind of a hangout film. So. A little bit. They're in Washington Heights in New York City, predominantly Dominican, Puerto Rican community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're... So he wants to, Usnavi wants to go to, back to the Dominican Republic because that's his... A Dominican Republic, that's it. Yeah, so, so he... Um, Usnavi is the prota- central protagonist, I'd say. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he, he thinks he's living yeah, the best time of his life when he was a kid in the Dominican Republic. He wants to go back there and finish his, his dream of... His dad's dream, I think, of the business that he had mm. in the... Wasn't but his then dream. as we go on, who's, whose dreams are whose? Mm. And what is what is we really want in our lives today? And are the people we want to be with the ones we already have, you know, is, mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. is the dream the thing that distracts you from the here and now, you know? Themes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. They're good themes, right? Oh, like yeah, it's, good themes. It's yeah. a good film. And listen, mm. the things I'm going to nitpick about are nitpicky things. Here we go. And I also don't know if my concern is about the film or the, like the story concerns I have are about the film or about the musical because I haven't seen the musical and I don't know what was mm-hmm. changed. Okay. But I have yeah, several points. All right. Here we go. Are we ready? Okay. Everybody, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, we'll get it out of the way early. Empty coffee cups on set. Not a fan. <laughs> wigs, I imagine, probably an issue. Um, yep. Wig, wigs are a problem. Any freckles that are a problem? Uh, no, no freckles. Okay. Mostly coffee cups would be egregious offender this time. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question because the answer is yes, but also is it? <laughs> is Lin-Manuel Miranda good at lyrics? 
I mean, yeah. Here are my examples. Mm. There's a scene that goes, oh, Benny's on the dispatch today. Then we cut to a song and it's like, yo, 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 I'm Benny on the dispatch. <laughs> yeah, we know. We already set that up. You don't need to introduce your character like that. <laughs> Second song, he goes, this is my abuela. She's not really my abuela. Then why tell her she's your abuela, mate, if she's not really your abuela? Because she's the abuela of the whole community. Yeah, but like songs. Like yeah, okay. The most egregious one, which mm. I just want the ground to swallow me up whole, is when they're in the club and mm. someone says to Usnavi, fix your collar. He goes, holla. <laughs> what, what is that? What is that, everybody? What is that? Make it stop. No, that's not how we write songs. Mm. It was very much like my raps where I go, yo, 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 let's go, on to the go, do a little show. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert on lyrics and songs and so on, but I do have a feeling that maybe uh, Lin-Manuel goes a little bit twee sometimes, a little Mm. bit cute. Uh, So, like, it might be funny to have someone say, fix your collar, holler, like, that's a little bit cute maybe and a little bit, oh, here we go, that's that's funny, but Mm. you're right, maybe with a critical eye, that's not as good. Um, and maybe, I was wondering maybe some of that stuff, does it work better on stage where you're playing to an audience? Yeah, potentially. You know, it was just very, like... I thought that about someone like, this is a bit of a detour, mm. you know, someone like Melissa McCarthy mm. and some of her big comedy roles, they would work so well on an improv night or mm-hmm. in a stage where, in a comedy club, where she can be as outrageous as possible, but we sort of know that she's winking at the audience and she's bringing us along and, like, it's funny in that context. But when you do that in a film and you project it up on a screen next to actors giving more realistic performances, it just doesn't work. Mm. So maybe that's part of it here, like you're taking a musical and putting it in a film and some of those elements perhaps don't work as well. Mm. Is that something? I don't know. Sure. Maybe. Why not? Okay, let's go with it. Coffee cups, though. Can't, can't excuse that. No, no excuse. <laughs> um, especially when they're not even using on-set audio, so... You don't even have to worry about gulping or slurping or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, the framing device. The framing device is that Usnavi is telling this story to his children, okay? Mm-hmm. Firstly, get yourself a director who loves you as much as the director in this film loves that little girl. Just lingering shots on her face. <laughs> she ends the film. Like, why? Why is her face everywhere all the time? They, like, insert it into, like, flashbacks even though they're not flashbacks. I just, He's looking at his daughter. Yeah, like, there's other mm. children there. Why does the camera, <laughs> like, care about her so much? <laughs> That's what you get when you get one good-looking kid and lots of uggos. So, joking. Probably <laughs> shouldn't call kids ugly. That's awful. <laughs> that was a joke. People won't get but that. But then okay. the framing device, mm. it's a psych. <laughs> it is. And I don't appreciate yeah. being lied to or manipulated. <laughs> That's part of the story, though, Sine. You're supposed to be with him. You're thinking he's telling a story about how he but got why do we need out. that at all? Why do we need the narration? Why can't we just be in the story? Again, I think maybe, you know, having not seen the musical, I wonder if that framing device works better in the musical, potentially, like on stage. I think I'd I hate it. framing I it devices. Fun. I think I really? just want to be in the story. Okay. I don't care about the, well, once upon a time when I was a young and this is what happened. No, well, just it, take it us may- there and tell that story. It makes it a bit more of a fairy tale, I think, as well. He's telling his kids like it's 
No. The story of my life, sort no. of. No? no. Okay. Not, not allowed. <laughs> I thought it was good. Okay. I picked, though. I picked it early. I was like, I wonder Did if you? he's not actually there. Yeah. I wish I'd picked it because I felt very annoyed when it was a psych. <laughs> okay. Especially annoyed when he came on stage and said psych to you, didn't he? To me. Yeah, that was Lin-Manuel. annoying. Lin-Manuel was like, psych. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I hate the male people. Okay. All three of them. Why? Because they're like, why is no one here saying goodbye to me? I'm so important. <laughs> why, why don't I get a parade? Because I'm going two blocks mm. away. <laughs> like, what? Go away. Mm. But they're important parts of the community, Sinead. I don't care. Okay. Um, there were a few really cringe moments. Like, the fixie collar holler was bad. But you know what was worse? Mm-hmm. Let me listen to my block. <laughs> this from Nina. Yeah. Yeah, Nina. Wasn't that a bit? Oh. Look, I loved all the actors and I loved the whole film, but Nina was probably the, the didn't have as much as the acting ability as mm. the other main four. Mm. I don't think that was her fault, though. I think that was the writing. Like, oh, why is she listening yeah, to her block? Maybe someone else could have sold it better is what I'm saying. But, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Maybe you can't sell that sort of line. Oh. Anyway, maybe she's doing her best and I'm being harsh on her there. Because... And they bookended it as well. She said it in the beginning and said it at the end. Mm. And it's like, I get it, right? Sounds connect you to a culture and to a particular place. But, like, mm. you could have just had that without her going, let me listen to my block. Like, yeah, it could have been stronger perhaps if she'd just If I come it. down from the International Space Station, am I just going to, like, stand on a corner? <laughs> like Westfield terms, like, let me listen to my block. <laughs> I did think it was funny when like, I made a joke before about I wanted to go sing and dance about Washington Heights. Hmm. I'm never going to go sing and dance about Tramside. No. You don't I have mean, a maybe. cultural connection to it, though. No. You'd and be more likely to do it about Toowoomba. Potentially. But even then, it's been like when we used to joke about how in um, Daredevil, it's all like, I've got to save my city and stuff. Yeah, like this strong connection to place. Yeah, New York, they're a bit weird, aren't they? They think they're the ones who've got the only good town in the world. Yeah. It is pretty good, though. I'm not, not, not going to, but it's funny that that's a recurring element in stories set in New York about how mm, how, how distinctive and especially <laughs> great it is. Yeah. yeah. Exceptional. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about the Abuela? Like, let's do that, get out of the way, and then we can move on. Didn't care. No, it has sung it forever, didn't it? Why, why were they Egyptian mummies in the subway? Why is she yeah. singing about dying? Just die already. Why is it when I came <laughs> here, when I was... Say that, Sina, you can't say that. Why? You can't say to Abuela's just die already. You're not I'm allowed. not saying to Abuela's in general die already. I'm saying to this one in this story, <laughs> die already. Well, not allowed. Why? Okay. It took her ages to die. Mm, the podcast can't be over. They're going to come get us for that one. Listen. It was very clear from a story perspective. It's like, well, how do we remove this sense of responsibility that Osnabi has to his abuela? I know, we'll just kill her off. It's exactly what it felt like. So if the story is going to treat her so callously, I'm allowed to treat her callously. Why did she have to sing about when she came to New York and then she was on the train and, oh, my goodness, she was scared. And it's like, God's sake. It was a long song. It was a long song. And we knew the ending. Well, there was no tension in that song. We just no, knew that. we knew she was going to die. Just die. I, I don't... <laughs> I can't say that, but okay. I'll enjoy the rest of this podcast because it'll be our last. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a little while since I saw this because I saw a preview screen. It's been out for a little while. But did she just go to bed and die? Is that? Yeah, yeah, she's meant to bed yeah, and die. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> maybe maybe the plot did. Out. 
Okay, the film maybe didn't treat her as as well as they could have then if that no. was the thing she that literally did just go to bed and die. <laughs> and I think it was part of it was the blackout, right? Yeah, because it was hot and, and, and she was and she had been taking medication, right? She was yeah, she had a heart problem. Was taking medication. Okay, that, but that she makes did just go sense. to bed and die. Yeah. <laughs> also, why is their first reaction? It's like, oh, the power's out. Let's go shoot fireworks. That's mm. not my first reaction when the power goes out. I'm like, all right, let's get a candle. Guess I'm getting a nice book and having a nice read, you know? Yeah. Why, why would you? They went very quickly from, oh, the power's out, let's get all our fireworks that we've been saving for this time. Mm. Was it, it wasn't like the 4th of July thing, was it? It was just no. a, a night. <laughs> just shot fireworks. Yeah. Nice. Um, can I talk about some things? That, are any of those you didn't like? You want to mention now and get oh, out of the oh, way? Plenty of things, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we got? Um, I just want to say, always good to see Jimmy Smits, great actor. Um, Anthony Ramos is the who is was Navi Ramos, perhaps. Um, he is in Hamilton. He was the the son, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. I I because I, I was watching this, and I was like, oh, that guy's been in something, surely. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, the other Lin Manuel joint. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um now, I want to preface this by saying I'm not trying to objectify anybody or be one of those creepy guys who, like, writes mm. an article about how much he was in love with mm. Margot Robbie's smile or anything, right? But I'm not saying this. I'm saying this in more of an appreciative angle. I'm not trying to be sexually objectifying anybody, okay? Is that real, real agreeing Well, it could still come across like that, even though you've given your disclaimer, no. but sure. I'm just going to say that. Nina, or the actress who plays her, yeah. has the longest legs I've ever seen on a person. <laughs> and she's wearing the shortest shorts probably at the same time. Yeah. Aren't they? Did you notice that? No, I was too focused on um, Vanessa's six-pack. That's my next point. <laughs> Vanessa has the firmest abs anyone has ever had. And six-pack, everybody. <laughs> right? That's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> you could cut a stake on that it was just wow you know just bloody hell and Vanessa's actually a pretty good actor I thought and and yeah she was great she, she gave that role which is kind of just kind of a love interest before, sort of seen it before and it was like yeah it could have just been just the guy the girl that the main guy is busting over mm-hmm. but she gave it enough light and shade I thought to make it interesting um and she didn't like I remember there's a really cute bit in the beginning where she tells him he's got something on his shirt and then gives him the yeah. Um, that, that, was, that, was that all cute. worked really well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could believe it, you know. 
couldn't quite, it wasn't as believable as into the other relationship between Benny and Nina, to but be Benny honest. was my standout from the cast. Oh, really? I okay. love Benny. Benny was yeah. great. He brought like a real like energy to the role. I don't know. I really liked Benny. He, I think, I think that's true because as much as I love Usnavi, he did because his whole most of the film his plan is about getting out of there. It is kind of like he's that bit separated from everybody it's and like a bit whiny too, you know. Yeah, and his his journey is is learning to accept himself and be a part of the community and be sure. someone who's there. Like, but you're right, he's a little bit whiny and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to mention. You know, as, as I said, it's been a little while since I saw this, but the sequence that probably stands out, obviously the first in the Heights dance number is brilliant. The second one, another one I quite liked was when the four guys are walking around town and they're like animations over the screen. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So that's, that's the inventive. beginning of, was it 69,000? Is that what it was called? Oh, did that go into the... It did, the, the pool. The, yeah, that, wasn't that amazing, so the, the pool, pool sequence? sequence is my favourite by far. The choreography okay. was like out of this world and then I was like why have I never seen a musical number take place in water before obviously because it's so difficult but it was so well done like incredibly well done and I think that was a good sequence that was really showing hey we're going to film this in the town and do things Mm -hmm. that that they would do represent yeah exactly it wasn't like we'll just do we'll just build a set somewhere and they can dance around an empty set you know that that felt so alive that whole bit I did want a bit more consistency from the animation, to be honest. Like, mm. if you're going to use it in that one scene, I would have preferred that it was used throughout the whole film. It felt kind of out sure. of place. Um, but, yeah, that sequence was very, very well done. I think, like, that's enough for me to go watch it again, I think, just that mm. one sequence. Even though I think I'd probably buy this and watch it repeatedly. I think it was a good movie. Yeah. Because I... at home you can skip through the umbrella scene. <laughs> I always used to do that with Sound of Music. I used to skip through the nuns, climb every mountain oh, scene. Obviously. But it goes for so long and it's like, we get yes. it. She's going to go and back. We, we watched that recently. We, we, we could have done an episode about Sound of Music, but we were obviously a bit busy with mm. lockdowns, et cetera, and getting up into space and whatnot. Mm. Um, but we watched it over like three days, didn't we? <laughs> it's a long movie. Sound of Music. You have to. You have to. It's great, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's my huge problem with the film. Oh, here we go. That isn't necessarily the film's fault but it kind of is but Mm. it's just the nature of adapting musicals Mm. so the problem is when you're filming a musical on location rather than on set you will always have pre-recorded songs or post-recorded songs that are really high in production value and because of that they don't fit in the scene so the actors look like they're lip-syncing And for the most unless part, they are lip-syncing to a track. Unless you're doing Les Mis or Cats. So I had right? that. So if you don't do that, the problem <laughs> is you get something like Les Mis where the actors can't sing because they can't hear themselves. <laughs> it's not, that's yeah. not my criticism. It's a very oh, no. Sorry, I thought you were having a go at Russell Crowe like everyone does. I think he's fine in that movie. Anyway, moving on. But you can admit he doesn't hit the notes that he's supposed to hit. Yeah, I, I guess I don't have a very good ear for music, so I just accept it <laughs> okay. for the most part. <laughs> so I don't know a solution for this because mm. if you're on set and you want to record Atmos, mm. you need Difficult. to not have the songs playing. Yeah. But they looked like they were lip syncing and it was so distracting and I hated it. Mm. And it took me out of the movie every single time they sang a song, which is bad in a musical. And 
They did do some recording on set, so the Champagne song, apparently that was they used the actual audio that oh, they yeah. sang on set. Cool. But I guess that's different because they're in a room so you can control the noise. You can't really do that when you're walking down the street. Hmm. I don't know. I just, did you not pick up on the lip syncing where they were like slightly out of time with what they were singing and it was really obvious that they weren't putting any effort into actually singing the notes. They were just moving their lips around. No? No. Just me? Okay. No, not, not just you. That's a fair enough um, criticism, but I think... You know, I was okay with it, so. Oh, okay, good. No, not something I picked up on. It wasn't like a, a glaring yeah. Mm. But also, I don't pick up on wigs. I don't pick up on coffee cups or what freckles. What do you watch so. when you watch films then? I'm watching the story and the, the acting. <laughs> and I'm being distracted by all the little things. <laughs> the other thing, like, the last song between Nina and Benny when they're on the fire escape with the cool mm. rotating set, mm. I thought that was really cool. Mm. That would have been, like, really hard to choreograph and organize and stuff and spin the little rotating thing that they Mm. had but there were a lot of wanky lens flares in that sequence what is it with didn't watch a video not that long ago about how lens flares back in the day were seen as a mistake or an error because they stuffed the Mm -hmm. film up and so they cut them out and now it's like really cool to have them so they just put them in wherever they can jj went crazy with them in star trek yeah but it's like there's like well, five of them one small song and it's like we get it. There's a lens flare. Wow, you're amazing. Move on. Well, if you're doing something in a green screen, you want to make sure it looks realistic so you chuck in a lens flare and it looks better. Yeah, do you need to chuck in five or is one okay? You know? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> have a chat to John M. Chu about that one, I reckon. He might have some thoughts about why he did that. John, loved your film Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Don't know why you needed so many lens flares. <laughs> Sincerely, me. It's funny you mentioned the champagne bit. Wasn't mm. that funny when he was opening it up and didn't know how to do it? I thought that was very cute yeah. and like a small moment that didn't have didn't have to be there, but they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. That was good. Another mm-hmm. thing I wanted a bit of consistency on is subtitles. So mm-hmm. they introduced them in the beginning for when characters were speaking Spanish, but then didn't have them sometimes characters were speaking Spanish. And I think it should have been an all or nothing thing. Like, if it was something that we needed to know to progress the story, have it in English. Otherwise, I was fine having them speak in Spanish and not knowing what they were saying because, for me, it added to the sort of cultural feel. Mm-hmm. But when you put one thing in subtitles, I'm going to want everything in subtitles then because I want to know what they're saying all the time. Mm. So okay. just some Makes consistency, sense. please, in the future. Thank I'll you. I'll a few more points, if that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you like Sunny, the little cousin? fine it's funny when he thought that he was having a shot with was it with nina that he was yeah with? i think <laughs> you were the that's, only one thinking that mate but sure yeah oh, well you know that's fine the undocumented oh. stuff was you know an interesting inclusion apparently that's not in the original musical hmm. um, was it maybe a little bit just we'll chuck in a few references but won't actually address it properly yeah 100 yeah. percent it was that's okay but I, I guess he's trying to, you know, encapsulate the experience of being the child of immigrants and that is mm. one of the experiences, no, I guess. I, I liked it. I thought it was good, but yeah. maybe it could have been more of a point rather than just mm. in one or two scenes. There has been some controversy about the film in terms of colorism. Did you mm. read about that? I did read about that and I obviously I kind of a, my my understanding and experience of that is going to be 
a bit, little bit different being mm. a white guy here in Australia. Um, but I think it's a fair enough criticism, and I, I guess Lin Manuel, I'm gonna say owned up to it, but he he recognised it and has apologised for it. Mm. So what, what was the basic thing? They didn't seem to have. They seem to go for lighter skinned actors rather than. I think they call it white passing mm. actors rather than darker skinned people. So sure, if that's you know, if that's what. The criticism is, and that's what the criticism is. But well, I think it's more like those people with darker skin, Afro Latino people, live in Washington Heights, but then they it sort of misrepresented yeah. the demographics. It says on Wikipedia, which I think is maybe they yeah, felt a bit excluded from the community. I think yeah, and that's that's there's that there's that trope that I read about where it's like black but not too black, mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing about white passing mm, is that yeah, totally yeah that that's a a criticism of films where you can have someone who's black, but it, don't make them too black because that's mm-hmm. you know not not sellable or not mm-hmm. yeah. So as I yeah, I've I can't speak with much authority, and neither of us can being white people in Australia. But I think that's something to consider and something to really think about. And hopefully, everyone takes the lesson on board and, and yeah, yeah, more inclusive in the future. That'd be great. I feel bad though because I didn't pick that watching it myself that that was the thing. But no, I'm glad well, I've been made aware of it. It's funny, like, I think in some ways the film was great because it's giving you and I an introduction yes. and an understanding of Washington Heights and the experience you know, in the musical world of of the Dominican Republic, you know, people who are from there living in New York. Mm. But then as we find out after we watch the film, like, oh, it wasn't even that accurate. It's like, oh, okay, well, where do yeah. I take this now? Still, I think I, I think the film itself is, is pretty good, mm. recognising those elements that have been criticised as well. I have a question about the convenience store. So mm-hmm. in the end, it just turns into Vanessa's studio, but then she's selling things alongside the convenience store things. I think he revamps the bodega, so it's it's a bit more than just selling convenience store type things. But yeah, weird, eh? I just don't know if like designer fashion goes with a loaf of bread, you know? Well, I hope that she was selling it at a reasonable budget so people in the community. I think it was about giving back to the community. Yeah. In the same way that he gave back over the, the wall to the guy to actually yeah. do his graffiti art rather than yelling him to get away earlier in the film. I think it was mm-hmm. he's part of the community, not just someone who lives there now. Mm. I've got a few more complaints or a few more things to say. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know what was going on when he took her to the club and they wouldn't dance with her. Like... Yeah. You spent all maybe trying to get her here. Now you're not going to talk to her. What's the deal, man? Kind of felt like it was one of those things that's thrown in so they, they can't get to go until the end. So Yeah, so what's the complication? Oh, they didn't dance mm. together. Goodness and then, me. And then, like, the blackout happens and they run outside and can't find each other and then she gets yeah. mad at him. I was like, oh, he couldn't see she where you were in the dark. Me. It's like, well, <laughs> you're all moving in one direction. It's not like yeah. he went home. It's not like he's like, gee, I can't find her. I guess I'm going home now. He waited mm. for you outside. Yeah, he just couldn't find her. I don't know. But then he was a bit mean to her. said that she was shaking her ass for half of Washington Heights. It's not a nice thing to yeah. do. Oh, that wasn't nice at all. But it, and it's like, dude, if you'd danced with them, maybe she wouldn't have been dancing with anybody else. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it was all his fault, really. <laughs> okay. I'm a, I'm a Nina supporter. I mean, a Vanessa supporter. Yeah. Uh, one small thing about Nina, though. Mm-hmm. She tells Jimmy Smith that she's not going to go back to uni or whatever because mm. it's too much money. And so Jimmy Smith rings up the uni and tries to work out the finances, right? Yeah. Here's my thing. Mm. 
does she have a third-party authorization form on file? Because you're not supposed to talk to somebody about someone else's university records, Sinead, unless you have that on file. So I'm guessing they broke the rules. This is a very niche area <laughs> where you have more experience in that than... <laughs> Lindman, well, come for you, okay? So you, you look at bloody coffee cups, I look at university... Tertiary education. Reg- regulations. Yep, good. Yep. Not on. Against the rules, man. That person's going to jail, so mm. hope you're happy, Jimmy Smiths. <laughs> nah, good stuff. I don't know about Lynn's cameos in the film. He sings a song yeah. about him smelling, selling snow, smelling snow cones, <laughs> <laughs> selling snow cones, and Mister Whippy's moving in. I got the sort of like you know it was the traditional sort of mm. culture being taken over by being mm. Americanized or whatever, but it, it was a bit like. Lynn wrote the musicals of his Lynn's song, isn't it? And I then he thought, appears on the beach when we're yeah. being revealed. Snobby's never met him, doesn't know who he is. He's like, oh, Vanessa's here, cool. Oh, my abuela's here, cool. Who's this random guy who's singing at me? <laughs> that's funny because audience knows, but he doesn't know. Yeah. I um, I liked it once. I was like, oh, that's cool. They give him the, the Lima Mella little cameo. Then he kept coming back. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was cute once, but now mm. a bit too much. One last thing I really liked, and I've thought about it a bit since then, was when Asnavi goes to the bodega that morning, the morning he's supposed to leave, mm-hmm. and he asks her, like, he looks at what she's done in the bodega, they've redone it, and they've revamped it a bit and drawn on the wall and stuff. Are you going to talk about the crab? No. no? Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to say the line where he says, when did you do this? And she says, last night. And he said, well, there goes my flight. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was a really nice little, like, we were talking before, a little bit twee, the lyrics and the dialogue and stuff, but that one, I think, was very good. That's it just fine. summed up. That's not narrating that what good. is, like, literally happening that we can see or putting in a weird word that rhymes just because it rhymes. Yeah. I thought, uh, that's what I'm saying. It was really good. Yeah. And instead, of, he didn't have to say, well, that's it, I'm going to stay with you forever because I love you. He said, there goes my flight. And you're like, oh, wow, I know what's going on. And that's just mm-hmm. a really nice... Beautiful, nice. small moment. Uh, in contrast to that, the bit that I also liked was the uh, drawing of the crab by the cousin <laughs> and then the argument between the cousin and the graffiti artist and how great the crab was because it was really like the selling point of the whole mural and you could sell it. <laughs> you could sell it for five grand, you know. <laughs> so you got nice lyrics out of that sequence and I got mm. crab. Yeah, well, you know, something, something everybody wants <laughs> Yeah. No, that, I think that just in a big, loud Mm-hmm. singing and dancing musical that was just a really small moment because we know that from the moment we see them we know they love each other and they should be together mm-hmm. they don't know that or they they think they can't be together and then he just summed up his whole like the whole his world his world shifts in that moment because he mm-hmm. realizes that he loves her and he has to stay and his dream that he thought he had was actually he's living it already and he's living it with her so yeah. that was nice also he already bought the bar in the Dominican Republic. We already bought the bar. But once you decide it, instead of the movie, everything's fine. Yeah, but is it though? Because he like gave a lot of money over. And like they were all excited that he was going to go do up his dad's bar. He's like not doing that. It's fine. Okay. Alrighty then. Shall we give ratings tonight? Oh, yeah. I don't don't really know what to rate this one. Okay. What are you going to rate it? I'm going to give it four and a half stars. Jesus. Oh. Okay. And when I allowed to? No, go for it. It's a very high rating. I really liked it. A bit long, a bit of wallery. So. 
you know me, Sinead. I love a grandma. I love a nonna. I love an abuela. This one, she was fine. And then she sang for like 15 minutes on the way to dying. Why so. am I in trouble for saying she sang too long before she died, but you're not? Because you said you're happy she died and you thought you thought she should have died earlier. She died? No, and I you said that if she wasn't going to die, you were going to murder her. I That's did what not can't say, say that. I did not say that. Check mm, the tape. I'm saying the story, the narrative treated her as expendable. She went into bed and died and then everyone was fine. Well, no, the community mourned her. She, I did like that bit. But why do we have to have the, her sing? The candles why were good. Why yeah. Just cut the song. I'd she did a Yoda. That. She went to bed and she did. died. She's fine. It, it just felt a little bit disconnected from the rest of the story, her song, didn't it? But I think maybe that was... She was singing about the whole mm. immigrant experience. I get that. It just it was a bit much. No, in a film that's already an hour and 43 minutes long, it's, yeah, yeah. long. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Okay. Not, not a weird number. Okay. <laughs> a bit shocked, to be honest. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was very long, and I did have a few issues, the main mm. one being the lip-syncing thing, which I just couldn't mm. get past. That's fair. That's fair. No, I think I'd, I'd go see it again. I feel like I should go see it again so it gets a bit more money in its box office returns because yeah, I, hope, I hope the message isn't we don't like musicals or mm. musicals with people who aren't white are not good because that's not the case at all. It's a shame if it doesn't do well and Made that's like it for these. Made like half of its budget back. Like, yeah. Ooh. Having said that, pandemic still going on. Even in places where the theatres are open in America, they're still not full capacity. Mm. And I think it's also been released online, like HBO uh, Max. So, like, that would, you know, if 10 people were going to go buy 10 tickets or they're going to watch it in two households, like, that yeah. cuts out the money, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, a few factors going on. But I hope the, I hope we get more of this sort of stuff. Agreed. Well, thank you very much for listening. What should someone do if they listen to this and love it? So, now what should they do to help the show oh, out? Oh, goodness. Um, tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Give us a like and a subscribe and a, yep. a like, subscribe, follow, hit back, follow, like for well, a like. Rating review on um, iTunes or wherever hit, you listen to the podcast that, would be hit good. Hit that thumbs up button. What else do they say? <laughs> yeah. Follow back. Like for a follow back or something. Smash the like button, whatever. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Emily in Paris. All right. See you later. <laughs> No. <laughs> What's wrong? You can't just say it before the credits. Okay, oh, shall we talk a bit more about it then? No. You're looking forward to coming back? Season two's coming out soon. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>